If you, you have a Bible, do me a favor and just open it to uh, Colossians chapter 3. We're not going to take time to read all 15 verses this morning, but I want you to have it because we're going to be referencing that. So if you have one, just turn to Colossians chapter 3. While you're doing that, I want to tell you how blessed Shelly and I have been. Okay, We've been able to, uh, to travel the world. We really have. We've seen so much, and we've been to so many places, and, and experienced so many things, and we've talked to so many people, maybe no witness to so many people. But the one thing we've learned, and it doesn't make any difference whether you go to the Navajos or whether you go to the jungles of Papua New Guinea or the, or the deserts of Africa or even to the most depressed, imprisoned Muslim places in the Middle East, there's one thing that separates everybody. And that one thing is this. You either know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or you don't. It's that simple, folks. You either have a Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, or you don't. But you know, the amazing thing, as I travel and I talk to people, what I always hear is, how do I know if I'm saved? You've probably heard that yourself. People say, you know, we talk, we talk about heaven and say, how do I can be assured that I'm going to heaven? I don't know. And, and I look at these people, and they supposedly have professed their faith in Christ, and they don't know if they're on a journey to heaven or hell. You know, so I get out the scripture. You'll, you'll have it in front of you, Corinthians, first few verses. Again, we're not going to read it. We're going to reference it. It talks about a new life. You've been raised to a new life in Christ. I quote that, and they have doubts. You know, I, I, I quote, you know, we're not supposed to focus on heaven. We're supposed to focus or not on earth, but we're supposed to focus on heaven. And they have doubts. You know, no matter what I seem to tell them, that they have doubts. They're not sure if they're saved. You know, so I've finally come to the point where I said, you know, I don't, I don't know what I can tell people anymore. You know, you're supposed to have this relationship with Jesus Christ. You're supposed to be saved. You're supposed to have salvation. We're supposed to be assured. We're supposed to know exactly where we're going. I had Brother Ron, you know Brother Ron, he used to say, you're either a sinner or you're a saint. You either is or you ain't. You know, one or the other. You don't have a choice. <laughs> so now I began to learn. I began to learn when people come up to me and say, I'm not sure of my salvation. I ask them this simple question. <laughs> what are you wearing? And no, I'm not suggesting you've got to be in a suit and tie. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is this. Colossians tells us that we have one of two natures. We're either wearing a sinful nature, and that sinful nature leads us to fear. It leads us to question our relationship about Jesus Christ. And ultimately, that sinful nature will lead us to doubt our salvation. That's what that sinful nature does, folks. That's exactly what it does. We also can clothe ourselves, which we'll read in a minute, with our spiritual nature. And that spiritual nature confirmed that we're dead to our old life. We've been, we have a new life. And that new life is hidden in Jesus Christ. Folks, I want you to think of these natures as physical clothes that you put on and you can take off. It's a conscious effort that you have to make every day. 
When you get up in the morning, you go to your closet and you pick out your wardrobe. Ladies, you probably spend a lot more time than us men, but you pick out your wardrobe and you say, what am I going to wear today? It's the same thing with our nature. We get up in the morning and we ask ourselves, are we going to be our physical nature, our, our, our earthly nature, our sinful nature, or are we going to clothe ourselves with God's love and God's spiritual nature? It's that choice. Folks, in your, in, your, in your spiritual nature, think about this. In spiritual nature, we are hidden in Christ. That's what Corinthians tells us. We are hidden in Christ. If you make that conscious effort, and trust me, it's conscious. It's not an unconscious effort. If you make that conscious effort to put on your sinful, your earthly nature, instead of hiding in Christ, you're going to be hiding from Christ. Christ. And that's the choice we have to make. So, so I'm a visual person. So here's what I, I want to paint a picture. I want to paint a picture of two natures, okay? Now, this is not in the Bible, so don't please go back in your concordance and look this up, okay? Because it's my picture of what a sinful nature looks like, okay? I want you to picture this. I want you to picture dress like I am, or like Bo, nice suit, tie, whatever, and you're walking down, and suddenly you fall and you trip. And when you trip and fall, you fall into pig slap. You know what pig slop is? Pig slop stinks. Okay, I'm from Illinois, man. I'm telling you, we had pig farmers in Illinois. And you don't get near those guys. Once that gets on your clothes, it don't come off. It stinks. It reeks. You, you, you just want to take this and hold it out. And this is our sinful nature. And this is what we're presenting to God. That's our sinful nature. So let me just read for you some characteristics of a sinful nature. Turn with me to Colossians 3. Let's just look at verses 5 and 6. Colossians 3, 5 and 6. Put to death the sinful earthly nature lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. Folks, that is part of your sinful nature. Part of. Now, you may be looking, asking yourself right now, thinking, well, that's not so bad. I mean, I'm not committing adultery. You know, I'm not, I'm not a fornicator. I'm not, a, I'm not a living a homosexual life. You know, as far as that lust, man, that's not me. I don't look at that stuff on the computer. You know, I'm doing pretty well. And that's what we may be thinking for the starters. But it continues. It continues. Now let's look at verse 7. You used to do these things when your life was part of this world. But now is time to get rid of, get this, anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, dirty language. Verse 9, don't lie to each other, for you have what? You have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its deeds and put on your new nature to be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. So it tells us we are to physically strip off that old sinful nature and, and get rid of that completely. So now let me ask you a question, folks. How are we doing? Have you gotten angry lately? Maybe said something last week at work that you may have regretted. Maybe told an inappropriate joke somewhere where you weren't supposed to. Said a few choice words. 
So let me ask you, what are you wearing? What did you put on that morning? You feel like most of us, we oftentimes clothe ourselves with that earthly, sinful nature. Have you stripped off that? Have you taken off that pig slop and present yourself before God clean? Maybe if we're honest with ourselves, we've got to admit we're not quite there yet. So what does a spiritual nature look like? We've defined sinful nature, now we have a spiritual nature. Once again, I want to paint you a picture. Don't go to the Bible and look this up. It's my version. Spiritual nature. I want you to picture this. I want you to picture a cool night. I want you to picture sitting on a couch next to your sweetheart, and suddenly there's a fireplace. I'm not talking romance here. I'm painting a spiritual picture, okay? And then suddenly you find yourself wrapped in a white, warm, fuzzy, comfortable blanket. This is your spiritual nature. You just sit back and you're in Christ and you go, ah, this is the place to be. That's your spiritual nature. That's the nature you want to come out. So let's look at some characteristics of a spiritual nature. Turn a few verses ahead. Let's begin with verse 12. Colossians 3, verse 12. It says, Since you have chose to be a holy people he loves, you must, my version says, you must clothe yourself, conscious effort, clothe yourself with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And above all, again, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your heart. Folks, that is what I'm talking about. That's the spiritual nature, love kindness, gentleness, forgiveness, peace, and patience. That's what we're supposed to, every morning, consciously clothe ourselves with. Doesn't that sound a whole lot better? How do you want to present yourself to God? In your sinful nature, your pig slap, or do you want to be warmed, wrapped up in that nice, warm, fuzzy blanket? See, these are all signs, folks, that we've been raised to a new life in Christ. We've stripped off that sinful nature and we've put on that spiritual nature. Folks, we're done hiding from Christ and we're now hidden in Christ. No more doubts. No more doubts about salvation. No more worries about heaven, where we're going. Just simple peace that passes all understanding. That's what each and every person can have when you make that confession to Christ, if you put on your spiritual nature. But folks, that's not it. It's not over. In the words of Paul Harvey, now the rest of the story. See, we try, right? We we all try. And we should try. We should try to be more like Christ in every day of our life. We should should put on that, that spiritual nature every day. But folks, we're not Christ. We're not perfect like Jesus Christ, our Savior, is. And sometimes, folks, we mess up because we live in a fallen world. Sometimes our sinful nature 
sometimes that, 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 that pig blanket gets mixed in with a white, warm, fuzzy blanket. And sometimes that white, warm, fuzzy blanket gets spotted. It gets stained. And that, folks, is called sin. But the good news is it's not over. It still isn't. Because we have a Savior, and his name is Jesus Christ. And he can come down and he can touch that stained blanket. And he can make it as white as new. And he can make us is white as new, so we never have to doubt. And folks, that is called grace and mercy. And if it wasn't for grace and mercy, none of us could go through this life without doubt. But it's through Jesus Christ and grace and mercy and that spiritual blanket that keeps us right with God and keeps us right with Jesus Christ, so we should never, ever have to doubt. So that brings us to decision time, folks. Short and sweet, but decision. My question to you this morning is this. What are you wearing? Right now, right here today in this room, what are you wearing? I would venture to say we're going to be in one of three categories. First, I think you may be wearing that warm, white, soft, comfortable blanket, totally unblemished, because you know that we have a Savior who's forgiven you. Maybe during that time, there's only confession, you confessed, and that blanket is now white and fuzzy and warm, and you can sit back and you can relax because you've got that peace that passes all understanding. And if that's you this morning, praise God, because that's where you should be. There may be someone here this morning who is wearing that white, fuzzy blanket, and it's stained. Maybe it's got two or three stains. You know, maybe that stain's been with you for days, weeks, even months. Today's the day. Folks, you can stand before Christ today and confess that sin to Jesus Christ, and he will come down and he will remove that stain. And you can be wrapped up in that blanket and have that peace that I just got done talking about. Or maybe, just maybe, there's someone here this morning, and you're wrapped up in pig slop. And you are just so sick and tired of carrying that nasty, dirty, stinking thing around. And you, all you want to do is say, Jesus, take this and get rid of it. And Jesus is going to take that and he's going to bury it in hell. And you'll never see it again. And you can come forward and he's going to wrap you up in that nice warm blanket. And he's going to give you that peace. But in order for that to happen, folks, you've got to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Are you sick of carrying that around? Are you sick of carrying sin around? Today's your day. You can get rid of that. Folks, we're going to have a song. We're going to have an invitation. And if we can pray for you, please come. You don't have to. If you want to sit right in your pew right now and just say, you know, make your confession, you don't have to come forward, but we'd love you to. We'd love to pray for you if you'd like us to. We have Bo here. We can have some deacons come forward. So this is your opportunity, folks, during the invitation. Please come.